Okay. Oh. Oh, you got to turn those down. Jesus. Whoa, that is a hot start. Jesus Christ. Better? Don't keep those things cranked. Oh, my God. I could hear that over here. That's pretty real. Sounded painful. So sound great at the start of this cast. I don't know if the mic picks it up or if that just comes out of the headphones. Or it's like some cool guitar-sounding feedback. <laughs> I doubt it. That was special at the start. Man, I, thought, I really thought when you said, do you guys have anything else you want to say like before, before we start casting? I thought like Ted or you had something to get off your chest. No, no. It's just sometimes we, we have stuff that isn't, doesn't need to be broadcasted or podcasted. And just the way that you said what you were gonna, what you were saying before that, it seemed like you were setting up something that wasn't uh, cast appropriate. So I was like, oh. "Do we have anything like that? We need to." I think we're good. All no, right, dude. I just uh, Mike, not it's cast appropriate, but I uh, I finally am living the bidet life. What? Oh, that is for the cast Welcome and the squatty pod. Welcome to the club, mm-hmm. my man. That's awesome. like a pro now. Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Oh, this. What the? This is the podcast starring the Ted's. Starring the Ted. Star. The. Uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha. The. Podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Woo! The podcast episode 240. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith. I'll be the host of this here podcast, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me. What? Actually, it's to the right of me. And he's always here unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia on riding around on two wheels. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Left, right, fake out. Shares the podcast. <laughs> Gaining ground in the S&P 500 today as Trump's tariffs continue to slam the manufacturing sector and push up interest rates heading into the holiday season. Ted busted out a couple of choice dips over the weekend, but will it be enough to fend off the sad cast short sellers? We'll find out. <laughs> Half five. <laughs> All right, back there on the wheels of steel, getting everything set up, enjoying a bonus soda water. Yeah. Matt Comer, the producer, MCTV. What's up, Matt? Thanks for noticing, Ted. My friend was going to buy me a soda water, then the vending machine gave him two, and I got, I got the bonus. Literally, the vending machine here, you could use your credit card. So I pressed it once, and I'm like, Matt, you want a soda water too? And he's like, yeah. And he went, boom. Nice. <laughs> I, I feel press- like usually it goes the opposite. Yeah, I didn't press the button twice. It just We got two soda, soda waters. Dude, like, God, Ted's, or I mean, not Ted, uh, Steve's whole thing like a couple of weeks ago when oh, he got yeah. his snack trapped in the vending oh, machine. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was so cinematic, man. Yeah. Yeah. Much I, worse. Mm-hmm. I got pulled in, man. That was great. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. A couple things. First things first. December 8th, 4 to 8 p.m., the Forum in Tacoma. Uh, I, I, I uh, called them. We're going to have the back room there. So that'll be the get-together. So if you're in the – wherever you live, please come down. But if you're in the south end, hopefully this will be a little bit easier for you. Last year we were in Seattle. The year before, I think we were in the north end. So now we're back down in the north end and – Back in the south end. South end. Thank you. Left, uh, right, north, south. We got this, guys. Yeah, and I'll talk to Matt and Cobb beforehand. Uh, you know – Maybe I'll wait till Matt gets real stoned one day, and they'll be like, dude, look at their menus for the back room and the platters. Like, tell me what to order. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but yeah, please, anybody that can make it out, again, December 8th, 4 to 8 p.m., I've invited the Miggs cast. Uh, Steve Miggs, I believe, might have an event with his wife, so he's questionable. But I'm pretty sure the Rev is going to make it by, and then Glenn Kane and I reached out to him, too, when I saw him at Live Day. You know Glenn. He's like, dude, I'm in. And then somebody's like, do we have a show that night or something? He's like, what time? I could still make it. So Glenn hopefully will be there. But, you know, Glenn, he's got a hundred. classic Glenn. Right? Like, I know he's, he, it's a Saturday night 
His, he's in some band playing somewhere. He's going to do the touch and go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that'll be a good time. And actually, man, that's a great bar. I've been down, I haven't been down there in a couple of years, but they have good events. And the guy was so nice, too, man. I just realized I do have a confession. It's related to this. So the event also is up on our website. So just in case you forget or whatever, uh, thepodcast.com. Website went down two weeks ago. And I didn't get it back up for about five or six days. Somebody emailed us. The reason was I didn't pay my $12. <laughs> oh, to go daddy? <laughs> no, it's uh, um, for our hosting service. I have like oh. a shared plan for a bunch of websites I have. But anyway. Yeah. I didn't know we were putting actual money into the podcast anymore. I thought it was just you know buying drinks for people. Our website's just free. It's been free for the past five years. <laughs> what do you think, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I want to get that announcement out of the way. And not out of the way, but hopefully people would see it. If you live in the North End and that's a bit of a haul, sorry. Like, we were up there the last couple of years, so we just we need to go back down south. Well, and it's on a We've Saturday, too, which, you know, that helps a little bit with traffic. Yeah, and the only thing, too, is, like, that's why I like to do it 4 to 8, right? So if you got something going on later that night, pop by for a quick beer or just a bite to eat and then, uh, you know, go on your way. Let's say you got something earlier that day, maybe maybe six thirty seven. Now you're free. Yeah, and make your nightcap. And exactly. if you're in the north end, you can make a day or a night out of it on either end. That's like, true. Yeah, it makes it a little there's bit like that glass museum in Tacoma. I don't know. There's other yeah. stuff down there. It's it's, it's a probably good architecture. Town. Great yeah. restaurants now too down by the water. Yeah, yeah. There's great restaurants on the water. Sixth Ave's come a long way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I got to stick with the forum, but. Uh, Dirty Oscars. An- Annex is a pretty cool bar with really good food. Yeah. <laughs> Pack Ave is good too. I mean, yeah, man. Like, Tacoma's on the up cup. Oh, yeah. On the up. Up cup. Up cup. Apple on cup, the, cu- up on cup. the coming up. On, on the, the up and On cup? the up come? What is it? <laughs> no, it's not up come. That's wrong. On the come, come up. up. There we go. Damn it. Come up. We're on that come up. Oh, how did I screw that up so royally? <laughs> uh, t- let's see what else I want to talk about. All right. Oh. Good news for you two, especially. It's very good oh, news yeah. for you two, Jesse, Jamie, Taryn, Joe. New couch has been purchased. <laughs> it comes in <laughs> December 16th. Ta, 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 ta. Yeah. What are we doing? We're talking satin. We're talking leather. We're talking microfiber. What do you got for me? It's like a shiny microfiber. Ooh, all right. Yeah. And uh, like a bar top kind of round one. 42-incher with a four tables. top? Right. Wait, what? So it's not like a dining room table, but it's kind of like a bar oh, top. Oh, a table. Jesus, yeah. I thought you were talking about a round couch My bad. in your I rectangular s- living room. I picked up two things. I got the uh, I got the couch and got the table for the uh, for the dining oh, room. So you're just firing off purchases. You know, and a smart TV. Yeah, and then I went over to- Was so, this all Black Friday stuff? No. So Black Friday uh, was the Apple Cup. Right. So Jesse and Jamie and uh, Justin and Cobb came over. All right, before I get into Saturday, let's just bring this up now. Matt, the potatoes I made were unbelievable. Cracked out tater tot casserole. Whoa. You brought the heat. Now, I had Cobb, for breakfast the next day. Did you? Cobb yeah. admits these potatoes are good. I'm thinking they could be made now in place of a sausage dip. But Cobb's like, no, man, people want the sausage dip. Oh, it's going to need to be both. I'm with you, Cobb. <laughs> Like, why? Why I would mean, you, by finding a new great item, we, take the other best Christmas item Eve? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's exactly this. Because I, I knew this recipe was going to be good, but once we started eating them, I was like, I got to make these on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah you brought that fire, but it's but, not like when the McRib comes out, they pull the Big Mac. Yeah, it's a solid point. Great you know? analogy. And, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's Christmas Eve, it's your birthday, like, pull out all the stops. All right, all right. I just don't eat it. That's the other issue. <laughs> Now I'm making two sausage dips, one spicy, one mild, and I'm making 
tater tots. Dude, like yeah, I said, I'm happy to pick up pizza or whatever else. Man, I, you know, I'm generally I trust stuff. you on pizza. I don't know if I trust you now. <laughs> Why? Because I said I didn't like. Um, what, what was the one? The John, oh yeah, no, 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 no. I don't say the name, but no, no, no. But then there's one specific place anymore that I just don't frequent because I think if I'm going to eat pizza, I want to talk about chain. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's I was so just talking about all the places within a radius that I could walk to because we now are neighbors. <coughs> Plus, it's Christmas Eve, so it's tough to find something open. So, yeah, Matt, you know what I'm talking about. It's like I got yeah. one rule: we're not having that this yeah. year. Which, of course, means it's going to snow again on Christmas Eve. And we're going to be sitting around just getting pizza delivered. <laughs> it's not going to work. Dude, actually, out. you know what? You you have reason to not trust me with pizza. You remember the coast? Oh, he <laughs> went out there. <laughs> and remember, I kept bringing it up for hours. Like, we're not getting stuck with that crappy pizza. And he's like, it's fine. It's fine. And then it was like, Brad and Taren are just like, you guys ordered it from the same place that people in the lobby were like, don't order from Okay. There. Okay. So, yeah. The situation, <laughs> we were at a, what's that place called? Not Ocean Shores. No, oh, we were at Ocean Shores. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah. Ocean Shores. Okay. Yeah. And there's three pizza places in town. And basically, we were asking around all day, like, what's the best place? We're going to have dinner from this pizza spot, whatever. And, uh, Everyone, no one said go to this place or go to that place. They all just said don't go to this spot. And I believe I'm not even gonna say the letter it starts with, but I know what it is. And yeah. uh, and so sure enough, like we're waiting and Ted's like chirping at us all day, like, hey man, you guys gonna order that pizza? You guys gonna order that pizza? But the group is unconcerned. The group is unconcerned, right? But I just know the story because this was the first year we all went that Brad and Taryn had been down there the year before. And had been left with this was the only pizza option, and they they talked about how for a year how bad it was. Yeah, and things closed Soupy early. Soupy pizza, you open the box, the ex- toppings just explode off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so lo and behold, nine o'clock rolls around, and the only pizza place open is that one. So we go and get two larges. We had maybe like what four slices between all of us or something. I mean, maybe. I mean, right? Because it was left in my room, and I woke, and I was like, I don't even want to eat that leftover pizza. Yeah, it was pretty sad. Wow. But you also got to keep in mind, Matt, we've been having some fun during the day. So nobody's really hungry at the point I'm bringing up the pizza. But I just can't unfocus on, like, we're going to get stuck with, oh, I just remember the name. <laughs> yeah, me too. Recommended by zero locals. We say get the combo. <laughs> All right. So there may be so. So that was Friday. I break out these new potatoes. Good time. Uh, so then Saturday, I actually rented a car. And no way do they pay me. They're just very nice. Not an ad. I like renting a car from Enterprise. I'm sure there's other cheapers. They're always very nice, right downtown. So rent a car, and I said, Mom, we'll eat lunch. We're going to go up to Northgate and go to the Moore store. Drive up to Northgate. I park. It's not a Moore store. Northgate's in Linwood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? It's in Tukwila. Well, there's one in Tukwila. There's one in Kent, but then there's one in Linwood, too. Wait, where did you drive to? Northgate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Instead of Alderwood Mall, I just... Like, I read it. It said Linwood. I just was like, I'm just going to go to Northgate. Yeah. Like, even to the point, as we're driving up there, I go, hey, Mom, maybe after we get the couch, we'll go to, like, the Red Robin or something exciting because <laughs> we're going to be in a mall. Pretty but, sure they have a Red Robin in Alderwood. I know they do. I'm just okay. saying, I felt like an idiot. We had parked the car, and then I was like, uh, we got to keep going. Ted, you'll appreciate this. The uh, Do you know why it's called Enterprise? No. Because the, the guy who started it served on the USS Enterprise. Nice. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. They got a good employee program, too, if you stick with it. It's very hard, I want to say, for like the first year or however long you got to be in it, but eventually you'll like you'll move up the chain within the next few years and be like a manager of a shop. Yeah, they're bigger than all the other car rental companies combined, I believe. Yeah, and I think Enterprise, like in, like they have those commercials, like we, we employ more NCAA athletes than anybody. <laughs> yeah, I would believe that. I mean, they started with like, I think, nine cars or something. This dude was like in, trying to be in the car leasing business, and he's like, all right, I'm going to start a car rental company. 
Yeah, and that's huh. that's all I'm saying. Again, not an ad. Like I have nothing to do with them other than this. For years, I've been renting cars from them, and it just it always seems very easy and seamless. Did they pick you up? They did not. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole the whole promise. Uh, well, you know it is. I just you know me. It was the morning time, Saturday. I took a walk down Go there for a walk. Yeah. They would have picked you up. They would have. They will. It never even dawned on me. I need more of like, can you come get the car? (laughs) (laughs) So anyhow, we drive up to the Moore store, get the, uh, God, I don't don't need to name check them, but get Get the the couch, get the goods. Then we went over to Fred Meyer. My mom had never seen a Fred Meyer. Oh, no way. Freddie's blew her mind. Oh, man. She's like, it's like a Target, but... There's like more stuff, oh, and I was man. like, "Oh yeah, like they they get it done." It's sort of similar to a super stop and shop. Do you guys oh, have you that go. in Maryland? I know that's in Boston. Yeah, that's just in Boston. I would have I really loved to have seen Mama Smith's first time in a Fred Meyer. I know her oh. name. I just didn't know if it's oh, you... cast. But no, was... that's all right. But yeah, I would love to. I was already like, "Oh man, she's in town, and I'm not. And I'm out of town. Damn it." And then it's like, oh, we got a first time in a Fred Meyer too. <clears throat> yeah, she was she was pumped, and I made sure I told my brother that I go, sorry, Chris, I bought mom the loudest Christmas sweater I could. <laughs> it's like kind of like an oversized, like kind of hangs down long, and it's kind of jingle bells or right? Wait, it bells or <laughs> bells. bells. So like every time she moves, it sounds like Santa's coming down the stairs. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, she was like, it's too loud. I was like, get it. Wear it to Christmas, to Christmas house. I didn't realize you were talking about like literally loud. Yes, I mean like, physically yeah. loud. Yeah. So yeah, went into Freddy's, got a TV, and then uh, stopped at a cool little bar on 99 called, was it Harvey's Tavern? Very home, kind of, you could tell like this is like a local spot. I thought it was very cool. Nice. Yeah. On oh, 99 up in Linwood? Yeah. So way up there, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. North of the Wall. Basically, right, nor- very north of the wall. I know. I, t- I was like, "Mom, this is so far north for, for me." Yeah, it's a big adventure. So then on the way home, I was like, "Ah, oh, like we got it. We're on ninety nine. Like we got to find a local little spot." And they had it already had it. This is the Saturday after Thanksgiving. They had a giant Christmas tree like in the window window and stuff. So from two lanes over, I go, "That's our spot." Yeah, <laughs> done. And then I was like, "Hey, mom, we're going in for one beer, then we're out." So we leave. She goes, "Why are you so particular about that?" I'm like, "I'm used to hanging out with my friends. Or it's like if I don't say, hey, one beer." <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Saturday the was... Vortex. Right, right. And I could be the Vortex, too, but I was oh, driving, yeah. so I was like, we're having a beer. Yeah, uh, and people... So it's not too inside baseball. Basically, <laughs> Ted, when he's drinking, creates around him a time vortex in which time slows to a crawl, and then you don't realize that five, six, maybe nine hours have gone by. It's what I always tell people. You're Very gonna, easy to do. You're going to lose four hours with me. If you're a drinker, you're probably going to be like, I drink a lot of light beer. It's not usually my thing. But you will always have fun. Oh, yeah. You'll have a good time. You might play some mini cornhole. Yeah. It'll be fun. <laughs> uh, so we did all that. And then Sunday, we just uh, watched the game. Uh, also, thank you to Richard at the Silver Cloud at the Jimmy's on Broadway. He always takes great care of us. So, yeah. So let's say it's Saturday. We're getting stuff done, buying a TV, buying couches. Did you end up hitting the hot tub at the Silver Cloud? Sure did. Nice. Dude, and that's the thing. Their pool and hot tub is so nice in there. Like, I just want to rent a room and, like, have parties. Is it in the bottom or in the top? It's in the bottom. You go across the garage, so it looks a little sketch. But when you get in there, like the furniture is beautiful. I've run into like we every, every time my mom's been here, we've been down there a few times. We've ever run into one other person, but the way it's set up with the mirrors, I mean, it looks like a cool outdoor pool. That's huh. awesome. Yeah. So I'm just like, this is a hidden jewel. Like yeah, in the wintertime when the rooms cool. are cheap, it's like February or March, nobody wants to be in town. Like 
We should just, like, especially, like, dude, like, I'll just rent a room. I even got to the point where I was like, dude, could I rent out this pool on Christmas Eve? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, I was Christmas like. Christmas Eve pool party. Right? Like I was saying, I was like, that would be unbelievable. But but you just got a new couch and table and, yeah, yeah we got to go it, to the new place. Is no one going to point out how far you've come from, all right. So what? Eight months ago, you're pissed at some guy in Ballard at Seafood Fest because he's talking about having his shirt off. Now you're trying to have a shirtless birthday. I know. I know. Shirtless Friday. Friday. Oh yeah, my December birthday. It's a beach party now. I, you know what? You're right. That would be insane. People are like, what are you doing? You have just... Shirtless Fridays at the house. I would talk of shirtless Sundays. Yeah, you're now you're having a damn beach party for on the 24th. Matt was in on a shirtless Sunday yeah. hug. Shirtless Sunday hug. Three men, no shirts. <laughs> One guy we had to beg to put a shirt on. (laughs) (laughs) A friend of his was coming by, and it was like, hey, bro, it's like 10 a.m. You want to put that shirt on? That person's going to be a little more well-rested than you. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, yeah, so it was good. Saw a bunch of good family and friends. Got things accomplished. Cobb, you came by. Uh, Matt, you were down. Where did you, you were go to Palm, Palm Springs. Springs? How yeah. was that for oh, Thanksgiving? Man, it was so good. Well, we just golfed uh, All right. most of the time, uh, but it was just great to get in the weather, get some in and out, and uh, yeah, I just had a great time golfing with my dad. Just had some fun, fun talks and connections, and just yeah, there was one moment. Well, I've had a lot going on, so there's other stuff for what's happening, but. Uh, so we played golf for two days straight, 18 holes each day. On the second day, last hole, he's like, hey, man, I think, uh, I think there's something going on with your grip, and that's why you've been slicing some of your drives and having difficulty in overcorrecting. And like, I feel like if we switched up your grip, uh, you know, you'd, that'd take care of a lot of it. So like, do you want to go to the driving range tomorrow morning before your flight, uh, out, go get breakfast at the clubhouse, and then go to the driving range? And like work out, and I was like, "Sure, cool." Like, glad you noticed this on the whole thirty-six of the two days. But like, sure, let's go see how it goes. So we get there, and I like he's off uh, going to the bathroom or something. And I I take up my first drive, and it was like with the with the new grip that he had showed me. I was like, "Oh damn, that felt real good." And when I walked up, it's like the back of the driving range is two hundred twenty-five yards, and then at the back of it, there's like a hill leading up to someone's backyard with like a little little wall, maybe like three foot wall from between the backyard and the, the hill that's at the back of the driving range. And I was like, the first one felt good. And my dad comes up and I was like, Hey man, I felt good. Like it said the back of the driving range is 225. Like I don't usually hit drivers cause I always slice them. You know, feel like you should be able to hit it like 225 with a driver when you're, when you got this stuff figured out. And he's like, Oh, I wouldn't worry about it. And I was like, okay, fine. Right. And so my ego wanted to be like, fuck you, man. I could figure that out. But instead, I just actually figured it out, right? And I'm like working on my grip and my approach and just controlling what I can with my setup and my follow through because uh, there's a lot of variables there that can, can get out of whack. So I find my system, right? And it's like it's getting good. Maybe we've gone through a couple dozen balls or something. And then I hit one that like reaches the hill. It like reaches and like rolls nice. up to just the bottom of it. And I looked over at him, and he's just, like, watching. And I was like, all right, fine. So I hit another one, and it goes to the left a little bit. and uh, But pretty pretty good piece of it. And then I was like, okay, I think I know what I did there. And I correct it, but I overcorrect, and then I slice one off. And then on the third one after that, I just, like, go through everything. Nice short backswing, good weight distribution, and fucking crush it. And it just lands 
halfway up the hill and rolls just short of the wall. And my dad's like, all right, we can go. And it just <laughs> felt so validating. Like, dad's proud of me. I proved him wrong. Best of both worlds. And, like, what a way to end it. I like that he wants to go out on a winner, too. He's like, all right, shut it down. We're out of here. We're good. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> Got it. So yeah, that was a, that was just a fun moment. It felt good that like you know he was coaching me up on it and like to apply what he's talking about and then end up with that result. It just was like such an awesome end of the well, trip. Dude, that's so. like our buddy Dunk. Like I remember, I haven't golfed in years, but I remember going with him once and uh, saying that he was like the fifth hole or something, and he just gives you like these little tips, and it's like by the end of the round, it's like you're just crushing the ball. Yeah, he's good at it. Some people, it's nauseating when they like tell you how to like. They're always making adjustments and stuff on you. But yeah, he's really good. It's just like a little subtle one, like, "Hey, if you try this, it might help." And it but that's the thing. Like Dunk recognizes that I'm, you know, I'm a one ten kind of golfer, right? So it's like you recognize that I'm not a good golfer. So he's only going to give you a tip or two in a round, right. as opposed to sitting there and being like. Hold the bird like it's struggling, but not too hard that you crush it. Interlock your fingers. Like, do this, do that, right? Keep your elbow down. <laughs> Don't yeah. go parallel with your – it's just like, Jesus. Honestly, I found the best improvement for my golf game, which I golf pretty rarely, was just to – like I was getting too much advice and too many tips on like weight distribution and wrists and whatever. And when it was just like, hey, you've played sports your whole life, eight, nine different sports, like – just try to put that white ball as close to that hole as you can with this metal thing. And I was like, okay, that I can do. And it's so much easier. You know what the other thing I do, and it sounds terrible, but to me it's just about going to the bag and talking to the swing coach. Because then it's like I'm not <laughs> just smoking a little bowl. Because I feel like when I first get out there, I'm just like ripping it and ripping it. Then it's like I'll smoke some weed and like calm down and be like, all right, tempo. We can hit this thing. Be one with the grass. Yeah, that yeah. was that was me. The vape pen got a lot of usage out there. All, yeah, all the days. But I've definitely also played rounds by like sixteen, seventeen. It's like what? <laughs> Swing coaches stop helping. Now I'm just stoned. <laughs> How yeah. old is it? That knife cuts both ways sometimes. Dude, uh, Palm Springs is fun, man. Dude, I still haven't been down there. It's great, dude. We can go anytime. My mom has like a little condo down there. All right, it's dope. Uh, let's see what else that I want to bring up. You know, I wanted to get into the whole Apple Cup thing, but I don't know if... Oh, Men's Room Black Party is Friday night, so if you're listening to this, that would be tomorrow night. I That's the future, so I don't know, but I would think there's still tickets available, but pretty cool, small event. Uh, go to thecastw.com. It's like 25 bucks. You'll get a couple of the blacks. You'll get a Men's Room sausage from Uli, and all those proceeds are going to go to the Fisher House. Where is it? The Elysian Tap Room. Uh, is that the one that's downtown? No. So the they used to have the brewery down in Airport Way. Oh, I know. Where now okay. they opened a tap room down there. Gotcha. So nice. Yeah, man. That'll be that'll be a nice easy one. You going? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, what else gonna say? Apple Cup. Here's the deal. I was cheering. Kyle was there. I was cheering for the Kooks this year because of Taryn uh, and some other friends. Don't say because of Taryn. You're an adult. You make your own decisions. <laughs> All right. So I was cheering for the Kooks. All right. They of course lost, which is fine. Uh, so here's my big question is all night I watch Huskies and Coog people just go after each other on Twitter and stuff. And a lot of these people are my mutual friends. I'm just like, easy guys. Easy. Yeah. But then I also remember like when I grew up, you know, where I grew up in Maryland as a Maryland fan, like I hate Duke, but I never, they were never around because they were three States away. And Uh. frankly, like, okay, so BC, we hate Duke also, but like, we're just not as good as they are. We know that. You know what I mean? Like whether it's basketball, football, 
even academics, I would say. So it like a rivalry has to like there has to be some proximity. One, or there has to be proximity on multiple levels. I mean, you got to be close to each other, like physically, academically, and like you know the co- two communities, like Ohio, Michigan. Like those people know each other. Those people do business right. with each other. You know, there's families in other states. There's players from one going to the other, whatever. But like Maryland and Duke, you know. So that's the thing. Like you, you got to have some real. Some some ties between the two schools to add to the uh, the vitriol. Well, that's like a classic thing of like no disrespect, Ted, but Maryland gets a lot more fired up about Duke than Duke probably does for Maryland. Hundred percent. They once chanted, "We're not rivals to us." Like the year we won a national oh, title, and it's like they're funny. right too. That's what makes it hard. Well, uh, yeah. the being a Lakers fan. You know, all these teams do that too, and like other teams will just like. I mean now. Every city in every sport chance beat L.A., but there was a while yeah. where, like, you know, that was a Boston-L.A. thing. Um, that's where it started was with the right. Celtics and Lakers. I, and then they, in the 2000s, you know, the Lakers and the Celtics were both prominent again, and they're, you know, there's a big three. And I've Kobe chanted and Tal- it before because, right? honestly, f*** the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have a friend that's a huge Sounders fan. He almost hates Galaxy more than he hates the Timbers. Really? Why is that? Just because, at least with the Timbers, we came in the same time. Like, we've always been attached to them, uh-huh. but the games are close. Like, the first few years we were in the MLS, like, Galaxy continually just came to town and beat the crap out of us, especially in the playoffs. There was a game in May once where they refunded us our tickets because we lost so bad. Whoa. Jesus. Yeah, the Galaxy's the team from, like, the nice part of town. You know? Yeah. yeah. They Colby have the matching Jones uniforms, the, the jackets, the bags. And like, then there's the rest of us, you know, and that's why people hate the galaxy. Like they're, they're good looking. They're like, you they know, well backs, manicured, gelled hair. They yeah. win. They got beautiful women. You know, they're they got Lakers sunshine. Games. Yes, dude. Yeah. They get all the, all the best girls. I mean, that's the other reason it's always easy to hate LA teams is frankly just because they're the San Diego just is never really good enough in any of their sports. Yeah. Get, like you don't mean people are like, I hate the Chargers. Or, Screw no. the Padres. But like LA teams were good. <laughs> And then, like, growing up on the East Coast, it was always kind of that thought of, like, it's still sunny out there. It's only whatever. The beach, right. supermodels. Right. Like, there. they're probably at the beach mm-hmm. right now enjoying their day. Just like the hell with them. Yeah. Even the fives or tens, man. <laughs> I know. Come to California. Even you can get a, you know, ball or a DC 8. Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, let's see. Holidays can be tough with food. I'm speaking for myself, but, you know, it's diligence. We're getting back on it. We're going to have some strong weeks here in December because then we know what happens at the end of the year. You hear my voice getting high-pitched? Because, yeah. You're excited about it. I, you know what? I will say this. You can ask Cobb. Like, we had a lot, of, a lot of food and stuff, but like, there's still a ton of leftovers in my house. So this, this was the first year, especially after Thanksgiving Day, where I just, just didn't just come home and just like have to lay down as I was so full. So well, we, dude, and the other thing to think about, too, I mean, obviously, you're going to do your best in November and December, but... This year, like you know, a lot of people start their diets or exercise January first, which I've never agreed with. I always try to start early yeah. or I start late, but like January is the one month I really don't work out a lot. Um, but what I was going to say is like last year you came into the year at like whatever number of pounds, let's say fifty pounds more than you are now. Like this year you're starting from a way better point. Yeah. So something to keep yeah. in mind too, like oh yeah, I'm already starting way ahead of my past self. So yeah, you know, and those habits are pretty ingrained. They are. Well, diligence. Do it. Let's just stay on it. Mm-hmm. All right, Cobb, you want to read some emails? Yeah. We, uh... Sorry, this is going to be a quick oh, one. I have that tweet to read, too. Yeah. It's a special edition oh, of emails with a tweet. Okay. 
This comes from Joe. Fellas, need help with a major life decision. Okay. On it. Should I buy an Instapot or an old-fashioned slow cooker? Or maybe something cool I've never even heard of. Haven't been able to stop thinking about slow-cooked pork since the last cast. All right, so the Instapot, in theory, is the correct purchase because it can do so many things, and it can also act as a slow cooker. I can't recommend it to you because I've owned one for over a year now and have never used the thing, but I consistently use my Crock-Pot. So I don't, like, like the Instapot might be better, and maybe I'm, I'm obviously I'm a lazy ass, because mm. <laughs> I haven't used it yet, but I think the same, you, 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 everybody needs a Crock-Pot. Cobb? What was his name? Joe. 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 Let me ask, answer you. God damn you. it, Joe. Martine cooks anyhow. What are you worth? Different Joe, guys. I, I, know, I know. I'm just being smart ass. Joe, let me answer your message with another message. Hey, guys. The best present I got last Christmas was my Instapot. Oh. <laughs> I try to use it for every meal, any chance I get to cook. Just wanted to send this recipe to Cobb since he's trying to be about that IP lifestyle. This was one of the first things I made with it, and it was a success. It also uses that ranch mix you mentioned in your last podcast, so it can be a dip or used for sliders. Personally, I like to add peas and mushrooms to put in my pastas. Enjoy. She throws a link in there. Nori. P.S. I'm going to try to make it to the listener party in Tacoma. Shout out, Nori. Uh, let me know uh, if you want me to bake anything since I've been on a baking binge lately. My specialty is macaroons, which you had last we year. Know. Yes, I was going to say, like, just stop right there. Yes, we would like some more of the macaroons with Nutella. <laughs> Baklava and cupcakes. Pick a dessert. I'll bring it. I mean, so I was already going to ask for those. I already hit up my wife, my wife, my buddy's <laughs> wife. <laughs> I hit up my buddy's wife drunk on Thanksgiving. Is this a work wife? What do you mean? No, do you no, got? no, no. It's not Taryn. But my buddy's wife, it's like Thanksgiving. I'm like, you're a really good baker. And she's just like, what do you, like, what are you getting at? <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, maybe for my birthday we can make some macaroons. She's like, I'm not even going to be here. We're leaving town. She's like, I'll bring them by beforehand. What do you want? And I was like. I don't know, 12 vanilla, 12 Nutella, 12 pistachio, if I had to guess. Since they're such, so easy to make. Yeah. <laughs> Nori, you make, those mini ones you made last year, I just thought were a hit. Dude, they were incredible. Yeah. Nori, whatever, I yeah, would say whatever you. is easiest and delicious, whatever you're feeling. Honestly, I would say go with, go with the flow. Yeah, I like cupcakes. All right. I'm about that life, too. I, just, I mean, it's just, we're just putting facts out there. I'm not, Nori gets to make the decision. Maybe the answer is the baklava. Baklava? Have you guys ever had burek? Dude, no. I haven't had a lot of baklava. Like, so Nori has a very good chance. I would say her macaroons might be the best ones I've ever had. I'm not a huge macaroon guy traditionally, but those were mind blowing. I wouldn't, that I I don't wouldn't like tell that to people in Palm Springs, dude. They Look, won't let you back in town. I don't. It's not that I have anything <laughs> against macaroons. It's just that there's usually other options that are more enticing to me. There's oh. a lot of things like that. Like, you got to appreciate of, the subtlety of the macaroni. I don't need a lot of cream brulee because there's just always something that's more appealing. It's not that uh, I have texture, a texture, mouthfeel. Yeah, that's, so, the thing. that's the thing about the macaroon to me. Just the first time I had one, it blew my mind, and I was just like, this is the best cookie I've ever had in my dude, life. Dude, the first one I had one was one from you. It was a, like a cinnamon oh. toast crunch one. It was yeah. ridiculous. The thing is, you want to talk about the word delicacy? A macaroon is a delicacy. I mean, it is like delicate to the touch, excellent mouthfeel, incredibly hard to make. Like sweet, a little bit of like savory, so nice, like you know, like you 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 go through the flavors. I mean, that's like a true French delicacy. I mean, Nori, hear me out on this. Free thinking here. <laughs> what about, out thoughts? What about a cupcake baklava macaroon? Dude, they said it couldn't be done. 
It's like the uh, what was the it's egg? like the egg USA or what? oh USA oh, USA USA oh yeah. damn I'm just the thinking US about eggs. those right now I'm getting excited mm-hmm. yeah the USA yeah we should, I'm I mean hungry. if Rev's coming to the listener party Michelle could and she made some before for Migs Fest I feel I'm... bad even asking for those you know how long those things must take to, to uh, make you, know, you got to make a bunch of mini pancakes I know Michelle listen she tweeted do... us this week too she tweeted us a Honeycrisp article in the oh, Times. Damn. Nice. So I'm just saying, Powerful, no pressure to either of these two lovely ladies that enjoy our podcast, but we just l- love your macaroons and U.S. eggs, and I also egg. really love cupcakes. U.S. egg, U.S. egg, U.S. egg, U.S. egg, U.S. egg, U.S. egg. Nice voice. We're not trying to pressure you, Michelle. Yeah, just live your life. Just like the chant. Yeah, just, I mean, you know, hey, just come by. Swing by the crib. We're just chanting about them. Matt, you want me to go? Yeah, I just had that one tweet. Uh, oh, shout out to Tristan for letting me know the website was down. Uh, Tristan, hope you feel better. Sick? Yeah, he was just a little under the weather today. He sent me, tweeted me a picture of what he was cooking in his, in his crock pot. Oh, nice. Uh, hey, boys, I'm currently on a remote assignment in the U.S. Virgin Islands, St. John. I'd say I'm living the dream, but my family's back home, and I know a few people here, mainly bartenders. All right. Been here five months and got up to six more months to go. I'm finding that since it's a high tourist destination, that the locals don't really want to invest time in you. I was wondering if you guys have any advice on going about meeting people and forming new friendships. My biggest issue seems to be finding a way past the first couple of minutes of small talk and actually into some level of depth. Cobb seems right up your alley from listening to the greatest podcast on all the land. All the land. You seem to do a lot of travels by yourself and seem to stay connected with people you meet afterwards. Looking forward to hearing from you guys, and if you decide to travel this way, I most likely could put you up for a fraction of the normal cost. Life hack, life hack below if you got time. Mike, a.k.a. Blue 8 Golf, a.k.a. Belly. Where is he at? He's in the U.S. Virgin Islands, St. John. Oh, yeah, that is tough. It's also tough, too, like when you're in vacation spots, like you can make a friend for like the weekend, but I, it's hard, like, I don't know, as an adult dude, it's hard to, like, how do you responsibly be like, we should be friends now? Yeah. Like, I, it's an odd thing. I feel like I always try to create distant uh, – man, it sounds like really contrived to say it this way. I don't do it intentionally. But basically like for me, since I've worked in many service jobs, um, I'll usually say something that's like, hey, man, I get it. It's annoying dealing with these tourists, which then separates us. Like, Oh, yeah. That's a good call. You can do it really mm. quickly. Like I do it down by Pike Place all the time. But just like – yeah, you can – it's just little comments, you know, like um, – like, oh, you guys busy today? And they're like, yeah. And it's like, yeah, man, it's crazy out there this time of year. Or whatever it is, like something that's like subtly infers that you're there for long amounts of time and you've seen the change, I guess. That's good. Like, yeah, and then you can kind of like drive a wedge between uh, you and that person and everyone else. And that's what I usually try to do. And that- it's it's the Virgin Islands. Like there's got to be some local spots where all the expats are just kicking it. Yeah. I also Yeah. Good, good shout, man. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's got to be – I would actually consider uh, – see if there's a sports league, if you like that kind of thing, like volleyball or um, diving or something. But, yeah, man, you can get lonely really fast. That's how uh, Bermuda was a little bit like that. I was traveling with a friend, luckily. Usually when I travel with people, I don't meet as many people. But Bermuda was strangely insular because it's such a tourist economy. So, yeah, yeah I feel you. All right. I think it's probably good for emails today. <laughs> Can you tell Ted's in a hurry? <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. Just trying to show a little support to the uh, to the to the friends. Uh, Matt, we'll check in. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Uh, before we get to what's Matt, 
Well, that was kind of touched on Palm Springs. Uh, that was the most recent weekend. Uh, it was awesome seeing the family and hanging out. I found a good thing because, like, I'm staying at a place with my parents that they have. It's in a it's on a golf course in a, like a country club type place down there, and so you know I'm not just gonna like smoke spliffs around them in the backyard. I don't. You don't like standing around just smoking a spliff out front. In a country in that kind of environment, like sticks out. Yeah. So what I started doing was I'd just go for a little bike ride around the country club, and then it's like you're just driving around these. And if you see someone, it's just in passing. They're not like, what's that guy standing and lingering and loitering, smoking for? You know, you're just out and about. So that was a good, uh, good strategy that I was pretty happy to have discovered. That found helpful. Um, other than that, yeah, it was, a, it was an awesome trip, mostly centered around golf and um, trying to watch football. But man, I kept—I was tired. I was catching up on sleep all the whole time. So like, I fell asleep during Notre Dame and SC. We were watching that one recorded. Um, but yeah, I was just—I was just going to sleep early, waking up early, and going for bike rides to smoke spliffs at like seven in the morning. Uh, nice. And then golfing. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and then the weekend before that, went to Vegas. Which was just out of this world, man. We went to see Ghost, and I uh, love Ghost. They're so good, and the show was incredible. Um, and got to meet Cardinal Copia, thanks to Ryan Castle. So that was awesome. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, just had an awesome, awesome. Did you know that before you went down there? Uh, yeah, like a week or so before. That's cool. Uh, yeah, so that was really, really fun. And um, the show was just awesome. They sounded so good. Uh, and it was kind of fun at the show because there was a guy next to us. I felt proud of myself. This guy would have usually annoyed me. And honestly, if he was like in front of me or behind me, he probably would have been. But he was just directly to my side. It would have sucked to be his girlfriend um, whose ear he kept screaming in. And um, But he didn't know any of the words, but he just kept like, he was just drunk Vegas guy. Just woo guy? Woo girl guy. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time. And it was, I mean, it was almost annoying. And if it was happening in Seattle, I probably would have been annoyed. It was easy for me to be like, it's Vegas. This makes total sense. Vegas, baby. What did I expect? Uh, I mean, those Vegas days can slip away from you quick, especially you're going to a show at night. (laughs) So money, baby. You don't even realize. Yeah. So he kept like wooing right into his girlfriend's ear, which he's to the side of me. It's pretty close to my ear, but like that extra foot or so that I had on her made a world of difference. Um, and kept like jumping and like walking out and like pushing her forward. And they just kept like shifting down. They're standing in the aisle way, which is like not the chillest thing, but it wasn't, I wasn't using the aisle, so I didn't really care. But uh, so he's just like keeps wooing and pushing his girl, and you can see she's just not having it. She doesn't appear to care for the band. She certainly doesn't care for him. Constantly pushing into her and how old? Wooing. Uh, probably mid twenties, thirty, early thirties, somewhere right. around my age. Um, and yeah, it was just it was funny to to watch. And I was like I said, I I wasn't even just like. Oh man, this is kind of hilarious because he's really annoying his girlfriend. 
and being obnoxious, and that's entertaining. And I wasn't getting, like, pissed about it, which is good. And I was just like, man, this is cool that, like, you know, a, that rock is still alive at this level. And there's a big rock band that a guy who doesn't even know any of their lyrics to any of their big songs is showing up and having this great of a time for. And, like, he's going to be a fan of Ghost. And, like, that's how this stuff that I love grows. And I just, like, was very very zen about the whole thing. I was pretty pumped about myself, or pretty pumped about that, because usually I'm like, dude, fuck this guy. Shut up. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, you're not a real fan. You're annoying everybody. You have no etiquette. Da-da-da-da-da. And I think having the the little bit of be, of dismissing it or, you know, forgiving it because it's like, this is Vegas. He's just a Vegas guy. Uh, definitely helped with that, but it was, uh, yeah, that was just cracking me up the whole time. Like, it was nonstop. Uh, but I love Vegas guy, man. There was Vegas guys at the blackjack table, like talking about, oh, I won five grand at blackjack last night, and like I've just watched you lose five hundred, and you just said you spent three grand at the strip club last night, and I just loved it. Like it was just like, man, good for you. Thanks for telling me. Like you're really, really kind of probably overly cocky about it, but you're having a good time. I'm happy to be here. It's fine. Uh, and guys, like that's just like those aren't usually the people I was talk I associate with. But when you're playing blackjack, they just come up. I was gonna say when you're playing blackjack, you're you're gonna meet all those people. So so it's that guy, and he's talking about like oh the Cosmos. We're playing at Mandalay Bay. He's talking about Cosmopolitan's best on the Strip. That's the one they have the balconies and their suites are the sickest. They overlook the fountain at the Bellagio better than the Bellagio rooms. That's where all the girls on Instagram are posting videos and pictures from. And da da da. And he's just like talking himself up. You know, and eventually I asked, like, where are you from? And he's like, New York. And I was like, oh, cool. What part? And he's like, upstate. <laughs> Just took the wind right out of his sails. <laughs> he's like, uh, Rochester. He's from Rochester? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he's way Shout out to Rochester and AAF. Like, yeah, right? Brother Weez. <laughs> uh, no, but I just thought it was hilarious because... He was definitely. I know AF's in Boston. Excuse me. I'm oh, spoke. that's right. Shout out to that? the garbage plates in Rochester. Yeah, no kidding, go. right? Gotcha. Solid soccer team at their college too. Um, yeah, so I got a kick out of that, and there's another guy at a different table, like saying, telling people what to do. The guy that's like hasn't <laughs> just like running his mouth and telling the dealer what to give him and stuff, and he's playing all the side bets, and so you have like you have to count differently or whatever, but. He had like ten bucks on a side bet, and thought he hit it. And the dealer's like, "No, that's sixteen. You need seventeen. And just took it. And he just kept like trying to talk back to everybody. It's like, you know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. So, uh, yeah, I just had a great time observing Vegas guys the whole time nice. down there. And the strip is just the craziest thing. When I went before, I was up on Fremont, which is awesome too, and I love the Golden Nugget and walking down uh, Fremont Street in Old Vegas. But the strip was wild. Yeah. I, yeah, the peak of American consumerism. So, yeah, so I was thinking about it, and one of my clients said, uh, hey, remember all that stuff is built on people gambling. And so when I was walking down there, you can't help but be like, look at all these like incredible feats that humanity has pulled off with all the opulence and the architecture and the lights and everything, and it's like crazy. Wow, what an amazing species to be a part of. Oh, how'd they build it? Oh, we're also fucking idiots, like super impulsive gamblers, just built paying for all of it. The uh, line between good and evil I, runs yeah, through the heart of I every mean, man, right? I mean, that's part of it, right? I, ident- I mean, yeah, there's a I, chance you might win, and right. And I absolutely have 
compulsive, reckless behaviors to this day. People think I don't because I don't drink. Like, get out of here with that. But, um, you know, so I identify with that and my own, like, brilliance of what I'm capable of simultaneously. And Vegas just really embodied that to me. So great yeah. time. And that's, uh, yeah, a couple <laughs> of big weekends. That's what that Solzhenitsyn quote is about. I mean, that the, that the line between good and evil runs through the heart of every man. Essentially looking at each one of those casinos is like looking at the yin-yang symbol incarnate. It's like the the evil within us that wants, like, that has, like, greed and wants, like, win and desires money and consumerism. Like, those beautiful, you know, palatial structures were built off of, like, the other, the flip side of the coin. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool. That's right. All the old stuff in Europe and everything, like, there were the newspapers where they built them in the city of London. The, the first thing they built next to it was a pub, too. Because they were like, uh-huh. it'll keep them happy, but it's also, like, well, the money we're paying them, they have to put back in our pub. Oh, so, wow. Man, it goes on all the time. All right, we got to hurry up here. Uh, it's about that time. Boo-ba-doo-ba-doo-boo-boo. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. I'll keep it short with the woo boys. Uh, in Austin, in, so in Austin, obviously there's woo girls everywhere, but in Austin we developed the theory of woo boys, which are basically boys who say woo a lot and are out. But a key piece of being a woo boy is being blissfully unaware that it's pissing people off. Which ding, sounds ding, like ding. What that, where the guy was at. Even yes. his own girlfriend blissfully, yeah, was like blissfully unaware. pissed. Like, yeah. If you're doing it to get a reaction, you ain't no woo boy. Woo boys! <laughs> anyway, um, having been a woo boy in Vegas, <laughs> trust me, I know. So true. <laughs> um, okay, so real quick so we can get Ted out of here and on to his big gala. Um, Cobb Topic. God damn, man. <laughs> what do you appreciate about Christmas? We're about to hit that season. There's a bunch of cool stuff around town to check out. For me, I always check out the giant gingerbread houses in downtown Seattle. They're dope. They have architecture firms work on them, some of the best chefs in town. They put together these massive structures made out of gingerbread and all kinds of candy. They have a theme each year. It's dope. Don't wait in the line. Just walk into the lobby, and you can see them without getting right up next to them, and it doesn't take you two hours. That's my recommendation to you. What do you boys appreciate about Christmas? Uh, I have done that before at the same hotel for the uh, uh, right for the gingerbread houses. Yeah, and did the same thing. I was on a date, and it was much easier just to walk through instead. Of, the line is unbelievable. Yeah, don't don't go in the line. Just just cruise through the lobby, but play it cool. You know, cruise through, yeah, check nobody, them out and from nobody, a distance. And then, right, yeah. nobody will really bug you. So there's like an official way, and then you can just kind of cruise around. Uh, man, I like a lot of things. I do want to go to Safeco this year and see all that crazy stuff. They Enchant. Have there. Yeah. Yes, but honestly, like for me. I just that for a month, and I'm not saying if somebody's been mean to you for 11 months of the year, you don't don't fall for the it's Christmas. We should be nice to each other. Like <laughs> they've been a D to you all year. You don't. Have to, but I like that people are just generally a little kinder around Christmas. <laughs> I think you're gonna say send that motherfucker coal. Oh. <laughs> I'm like damn, dude. No, I just I like the, Ted Smith. You know what I mean? Like even people like the closer you get to Christmas, like people are just a little bit nicer. Like all right, and I also like the free spirit of it, right? Like no matter who you're with, like Matt's not a drinker, right? But if we were at a bar and it's getting a little late in the night, where he might normally be like, all right, let's wrap it up. I'd be like, that's ah, Christmas. You guys get another round. I'm going to get a cookie. That's what I was going to say. The holiday <laughs> spirit. Yeah. That's what it is. It really is a real thing. And it's, I would say, my favorite part as well. Um, but uh, since Ted went went with that, I, I just agree. But I'll piggyback that going to Ted's on Christmas Eve is just something I look forward to all year. Yeah. Nice. Uh, that's an awesome tradition to add to what was already probably my favorite holiday. Like, at least historically, growing up. Well, it's not related to Christmas, to be clear. It's a birthday party. 
I'm just kidding. We need to, we're not going to get into it. We had this conversation the other day. <laughs> also, though, I would say... And it God. crushed me to miss it last year because of that goddamn snow. Yeah, but uh, it's Christmas Eve. Uh, yeah, it's exactly. It's like, oh, okay, spend time with my family in the snow. Like I, I definitely made the most of it with an extra like zest because I knew I was missing out on my favorite party of the year. I was like, well, I, if I'm missing that, I'm going to make the most of this. Have we talked about the other satisfying thing on Christmas Day yet on this cast? No. I don't know. Is it a secret? I got it from you. Just check it out. Oh, dude, it's not a secret. No, right. man. People should check it out. They should check it out right now while they're listening. Yeah, just is it Christmas? Is it right? Is, is it Christmas? Christmas.com. Yeah. And if for one best website on the internet. And I mean, like, trust me, on my house on Christmas Eve, right around midnight, we are going to check that thing. And it finally says yes. It's just like, Yes. Dude, they get, yeah. So it started off pretty small. Like, I've been going there for, how oh man, I guess 11 years now or so, because I heard <laughs> about it in, in school. 11 years straight, never disappoints. Is it Christmas.com? Check it on Christmas Day. New tradition. There you go. Fair warning. I, I now probably check it 20 times on Christmas Day. And by like 11 o'clock on Christmas Day, I'm like, oh, Christ, I got to wait another year again. Also, fair warning, it is not Christmas right now. <laughs> It'll just say no. <laughs> All right, there you go. There's episode uh, 240. Uh, again, quick one. I got to get over there and uh, support our buddy Taryn. Uh, December 8th, 4 to 8 p.m., the Forum in Tacoma. Come see that. Hopefully I'll see some of you people at the Black Party Elysian Tap Room on Friday. Uh, for MCTP, for Cobb, I'm Lee Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.